You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey, and we are the Football Dudes. Casey, are you there, friend? Yes, my brother. Let's get cracking. All right, next stop, the Trend Zone. In today's episode, we'll talk trade deadline, potential coaching changes, our survivor picks, fantasy go back, and of course, the big games coming up this week in the NFL. But Case, get people started with the nug. What do you got? Oh, instead of a nug, let's get it started with a knock-knock joke. Dave, knock-knock. <laughs> Who's there? <laughs> Foreign. Foreign who? Four and zero oh, as the Cowboys have beaten the Eagles four straight times. Oh, guess what? I'm also not just packing jokes. I am packing nugs, dude. This past week, dude, eight games were within one score. That's eight points or less at some point in the fourth quarter. And through seven weeks, over 65% of the games have seen a team come within one possession of tying or taking the lead in the fourth quarter. Dave, these nice. are crazy, and they're going down to the wire. Yeah, man. Except for the primetime games, Casey. Let's leave those ones out of that equation. Are you talking about that 37-10 demolition of the Eagles in Dallas on Sunday <laughs> night? Is that what you're talking about? Maybe. Man, or that, or the Jets losing horrifically to the Patriots, or... Uh, oh, uh, it's, a, it's a countless number now of the main, uh, you know, uh, standalone making games. making the people throw up. Okay. Stop, hey, stop go back to the two at, nearly two out of three games or one score games, baby. Let's go with that. We'll go with it. Okay. Let's move along to the, the trending stories, Casey. Um, and this, uh, as, we, as we're approaching, it's a week away, but we are approaching the trade, line, uh, trade deadline and things are starting to heat up. Yeah, dude, including uh, two of the undefeated teams, man. They're leaving nothing to chance. We'll start it with the San Francisco 49ers. They got Emmanuel Sanders from the Denver Broncos for a 2025th round draft pick um, for an exchange with a 2023rd and 4th um, from the Niners. So the Niners send away one and get the uh, the player. Um this is a nice fit for these 49ers, dude. They're really depleted at the receiving core. Don't have a true number one. Sanders coming back from that injury last year, but he's still one of the fastest guys, dude. I like this move a lot for the Niners. Yeah, and it's it's been less than a year since Sanders came back from that blown uh, Achilles, dude, which is pretty amazing. And he's an older dude. And I think the Denver Broncos did okay. Maybe they're kissing their season goodbye a little bit at 2-5, and five, uh, coming off a, a bad loss on Thursday to the Chiefs. But they do get back a third and a fourth here. Uh, that's a pretty good haul for an older receiver. But let's move on to the New England Patriots, the other team that made a move here. And they got Mohamed Sanu. He was a, a coveted guy based on some of the other players on the squad that have been with Sanu in the past. And um, the Patriots obviously uh, thinking um, – ahead, but they give up a second rounder, but they're always getting compensatories. They're thinking they're going to get two of them next year. So not that bad of a deal uh, for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And guess what? If they win another Super Bowl, then they, will ha they won't give a crap about giving up the, the 64th pick for Mohamed Sanu at that point. So um, I think of that as yet another awesome deal that Bill Belichick uh, and the Patriots pull off, dude. But you know what? Let's move it along to some other interesting stuff, Casey. As we talk about your Dallas Cowboys coming off that big win, and then we talk about the possibility here, Jason Garrett 
on the final year of his contract. There has been no extension. And now word comes out Urban Meyer has some interest. What does is, what is Garrett need to do to keep his job? Is he just hanging around? What do the Cowboys need to do, bro? Dude, they just got they have to, I think, at least get to the NFC championship for Garrett to be safe. Um, you just won't let me enjoy it. I gotta win. I'm going into the bye week that's not good Coming enough for you. Three losses <laughs> gotta in fire, a row, you're feeling gotta pretty fire good. my coach. I know, you know, and you look back at two of those losses, yeah. field goal would have changed that. But of totally. course, who wouldn't want to coach the Dallas Cowboys, one of the most high profile coaching jobs out there? Mm-hmm. And Garrett is safe for now, but I'm gonna say if we don't make it to the NFC championship or the Super Bowl, uh, it might be a wrap on the tenure there. Woo! Yeah, he's one of the longest tenure coaches and uh, obviously a class act there. Okay, Case, moving along to the three strikes uh, slash survivor pool. Um, and this week, I, this week I had Buffalo over Miami, uh, which was the most popular uh, correct pick. The Giants over Arizona, the most uh, popular incorrect pick, dude. How did you do? Dad. Oh, yeah, that's right. But you know what? Moving forward, hey, just pick against anybody in the NSC East going into <laughs> next week. The Vikings over the Skins on Thursday night. Book it, baby. That's a that's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's the most popular one. All right, Casey. The fantasy go back starts to the week. Do you have any fantasy go backs that you're sitting there lamenting, wishing you had made your move? Not in our league, dude. I schnoz the Green Bud Packers. I scored like 85 points, but that was plenty enough this week. But in my other league, dude. Plenty of reason to hate Bill Belichick at a 20-point lead going into Monday night. Uh, he had one player left, Sony Michelle, and uh, the first touchdown scored pretty quick. Oh, and then it was a defensive touchdown. Hey, that's going to save me. No, nope, the player was down. They get it down to the two-yard line. Hey, it's time for Sony Michelle. And then his third touchdown, uh, James White takes it to the two. Looks like Brady's going to quarterback sneak. Oh, not enough time on the clock. Timeout. Here comes Sonny Michelle. I ended up losing by two points, dude. Had it played <laughs> um, your guy, Philip Rivers, instead of Russell Wilson. I would have won, but I didn't. Surprising. Well, you just came up on the wrong end of the running back spinner for Bill Belichick. You know, yeah. he spun it and it came up Sony Michelle this week. Tough break for you. For me, I had some pretty nasty stuff going on, Casey. If I'd have played Marvin Jones and Chris Conley, that would have given me 43.6 between those guys. Obviously, mostly Marvin Jones. I had Larry Fitzgerald and Mike Williams in for 5.9. That was almost a 38-point difference. That would have gotten me the win against the Disco Donkeys. I dropped 2-5 and five instead. In my other league, David Johnson and Devontae Freeman combined for 2.7. I could have played Mixon and Coleman for 12.5. And <laughs> I played Darren Fells instead of Darren Waller. I had the wrong Darren. All right? Darren. That, that cost me 20. That cost me, uh, what, a, a grand total between all of those mishaps, 37.1 uh, or 32-point difference overall, which would have easily gotten me the win. Um that's about as dreadful as it gets, Casey. Uh, I made Dude. pretty much all the coaching decisions that you don't make, uh, and I took up a couple of losses there. I'm going to say something right now I've never said before in our league. As of this moment, if the season ended today, kicking pigeons would be in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Right. That is fantasy for you, baby. We love it, don't we, I guess? No? Well, Dave, I, I, let me get this stuff into reality, baby. There are so many awesome games coming up. The yep. only thing I don't like about week eight is it is the halfway point of the season, and you know that can only mean one thing. 
Uh, it's away. It's, that's right. It is slipping <laughs> away, my friend. But we still, like you said, have some really sweet games, and we're going to preview a couple of them coming up. All right, let's get this started, dude. It's the Philadelphia Eagles at the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills are point-and-a-half favorites at home. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what. Um, Philadelphia Eagles on the road. What can you say after that? Um, it was just a really, really disappointing performance. Depends who uh, you ask. Uh, <laughs> depends on your perspective. Um, against the Cowboys last week. I mean, after Doug Peterson guaranteed the win, et cetera, et cetera. And then they just came out there, and they were just really quite awful uh, against the Cowboys in probably the most important game of the season thus far. And uh, sitting there where they are, uh, just sort of hovering. Good news is the, the the division is still within reach, certainly, with uh, the way the, the Redskins are playing. And then the Giants are just obviously with a rookie quarterback. It's basically a two-team division. But that was the biggest loss, obviously, that they could take so far. Um, they've still got a lot going on for them. They just haven't seemed to put it all together consistently. And whether it be within one game or two-game stretch or whatever, this team has a ton more talent on paper than they're showing on the field right now. And obviously um, this is a chance, but this Buffalo Bills team, as surprising as it is, they are very good, dude. Yeah. And the thing they really need to work on is um, Josh Allen taking care of the ball. But dude, this guy has been money in the fourth quarter. He actually leads the NFL in fourth quarter passer rating at 139.6, dude, he's ramping it up in the fourth. Wow. It's close to completing 70% of his passes, and his 9.75 yards per attempt is the most in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter is the most in the NFL, too. So um, he's also this year got four TD passes in the fourth quarter, no interceptions. So he's starting to figure this thing out. Right. And that comeback against the Dolphins on Sunday was his – fifth comeback in just 17 starts so the the bills brass starting to look pretty smart about getting this guy yeah um his main receiver john brown he came over from the uh, cardinals dude he's got at least 50 receiving yards in all of his games this season That's nice. uh, the only other guy to do that is michael thomas and i'm sure we've all heard about him but the people getting it done dude is that defense on the other side dude oh yeah <clears throat> they've they only allowed 381 yards on Sunday. This Bills defense has an 18-game streak of which they've allowed less than 400 yards of offense. That leads the league. And the uh, the 91 points through six games is the best that they've done uh, since 1977. So they're making that money on defense. And they're not giving up the big play, Dave. They've not allowed a touchdown pass of 40 yards or more since 2017, bro. So making you earn everything you get, bringing the pressure uh, on those opposing quarterbacks and not letting you in that end zone, Dave. You clean it up on offense, don't give the other team extra possessions, and that's the formula, and that's why they're sitting at 5-1. and Yeah, and their their schedule looks to be something that would – lead to her six and one, seven and one, maybe eight and two, who knows? That is a team to be reckoned with. Like you said, a formula that can go deep and deep into the playoffs too. All right, Casey, up next. 
the Arizona Cardinals, this team was a laughing stock after the first couple of weeks of the NFL, Casey. Not so much anymore, not so fast. But they're going to New Orleans to play one of the hottest teams in the league in the Saints. So hot right now. So hot. And they are uh, the Saints uh, favored by nine and a half at home. Right, right Nine and a half, rightfully so. Um, this is going to be exciting, though, because this young quarterback uh, for the Cardinals is getting it going. Yeah, but Dave, I want to start these guys on defense, man. They finally got Patrick Peterson mm. back, and he's a game changer there on yep. defense. Um, no passes thrown against him last week when the Cardinals were man-to-man, and he only uh, gave up one completion when he was in uh, zone coverage there, and he had a huge blitz that resulted in a strip sack. Another defender getting it done over there. Chandler Jones coming off a four-sack performance there. So... um Nice defense out of these Redbirds, dude. But yeah. you mentioned um, how's David Kyle's... Johnson doing? Well, <laughs> not so much last week. Not either. so much, dude. And they're not sure that he's going to be back, but that's okay, dude, because Chase is on the case. We're talking Damn, about Chase Edmonds, no dude. 126 yards rushing last week, including three touchdowns, and all three of those came from at least 20 yards out. But I want to bring it back to Kyler Murray, dude. This guy, it's finally starting to click with him almost 1,800 yards passing and almost 300 yards rushing. Wow. He hasn't thrown an interception in two games, so he's starting to see the field, mm-hmm. starting to slow down a little bit. The problem there, he's been sacked 21 times. I don't know that he can fix that O-line with what he's doing, but if they can get it a little bit tighter and he continues to take care of the ball, man, the Cardinals can make a little noise there. We thought they were left for dead, um, but did the Red Birds are rising, bro, but a huge, huge challenge on Sunday. No doubt about that, dude. I mean, no question. This Saints team is one of the most impressive squads. Drew Brees goes down. Everybody thinks, you know what? Shall we hit the eject button? Shall we hit the panic button? The Saints did not. And Teddy Bridgewater stayed around here just for such an opportunity. And he has really, really capitalized. Teddy B looking awesome this week. 281 uh, yards last week. Two touchdowns. No picks. For a 100 passer rating. He's 5-0 on the season as a starter. And... Uh, you know what? I mean, the guy's just getting it done. Alvin Kamara banged up, but not not a problem. Michael Thomas nine catches, 131 yards last week. No, no, you know, no surprise there that Michael Thomas is getting it done. This team is balanced, though, dude. The defense so much stronger yeah. than it has been really for in Drew Brees' entire tenure there. This is the best defense. The the defense that they've drafted over the last three or four seasons. Cameron Jordan uh, two sacks last week. Marshawn Lattimore one of the better corners in the league. And this Saints team at home, really, really difficult to contend with. I'll tell you what, Teddy Bridgewater, You, this is like practically the, this is the comeback story of the year. Kind of, yeah. Even though he wasn't hurt last year, this is a guy that, you, I mean, you got to root for him, man. What a great situation for him. And Teddy uh, Bridgewater in there, they're basically saying, you know what, Drew? Make sure that thumb is fine before you come back. Really sure. Not that he's not going to get his job back, but they're doing just fine right now with Teddy Bridgewater. This is going to be a, a, a real test for those Cardinals coming in, but it's going to be a fun game to watch for sure. Well, dude, I need Drew Brees to come back because he's sitting on my bench <laughs> in fantasy and holding up a roster spot. So the sooner the better. So um, I love me some Teddy B, but come on, let's get the Breezer back. <laughs> yeah, All right, Dave, up next it is the Carolina Panthers at the San Francisco 49ers. And the Niners are five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Yeah, and this Niners team has been cranking, no doubt. But let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. They were kind of left for dead at 0-2, and uh, Cam Newton with a bum foot. 
you know, after having a bum shoulder last year, Cam had racked up seven or eight losses in a row as the starting quarterback with this Panthers squad. And guess what? They have um, Christian McCaffrey, one of the best backs. I'll get back to him in a sec. But Kyle Allen, it's like found gold right here. Dude, out of nowhere. I mean, really, literally nobody had heard about this guy. And he comes in and he's phenomenal. 104 rating in week six, their last game. And he's starting 5-0. and He has no interceptions. Are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah, it changes the offense a bit when you don't have the six foot five, 250-pound dude that can run the football and throw it a mile. But Cam has been banged up, so they haven't wanted to run him. And his arm has been uh, bunk, so he hasn't been thrown it a mile anymore. This guy's moving the offense. And when you can get the ball to Christian McCaffrey, guess what? Big things happen right there. You can throw it to him two yards, and he can go 50 or 60. Two touchdowns uh, last game. And uh, McCaffrey, one of the most dynamic players in the entire NFL. Uh, this defense, obviously, very, very strong. Plenty of guys on the defense that are uh, able to get it done. But one of the most exciting stories of the league uh, right yeah. now is this kind of like it's it hasn't really percolated just yet. But Kyle Allen is awesome, dude. Well, he's going to have to be awesome on Sunday, and that's yep. going to be difficult because those Niners are coming off a shutout win against the uh, Skins there in Washington, held them to just 154 net yards of offense, dude. And obviously it's the defense there. They bring over D. Ford from the Kansas City Chiefs. He's got four and a half sacks on the year. But last week, Eric Armstead had a huge sack against Case Keenum. And Julian Taylor, this is a guy nobody really talks about. It wasn't in the game for that much, but he had the game-sealing fumble recovery and a big stop on your guy Adrian Peterson on fourth down. That front four, they've only given up one rushing touchdown on the year, too. So the defense really coming on. We know that they got the Sherm Dog in the back end there, kind of taking on that John Lynch mentality for these Niners there. But let's yeah. go ahead and flip it over to the offensive side of the ball. Jimmy G is starting to round into form, but dude, it's that three-headed monster at running back. Um, well, most of it is hit, hurt right now, but between him, Coleman, and Brita, averaging five yards a carry, dude. Yeah. And we Coleman coming on. Yeah. Uh, after the injury um, last year to Brita, he's looking nice, too. Coleman's been a great addition here. Um, speaking of additions, Emmanuel Sanders, we, we talked about that right. uh, coming over in the trade from the Broncos. That's going to be a really nice fit there. Finally got a true number one receiver. That might open things up for your guy, um, George Kittle there. So plenty in place for the Niners, man. The last time that they were 7-0 and um, was a long time ago, 1990, when they started that season 10-0, and and that ended in a playoff berth. So um, good stuff there. Lots to be excited for for these Niners. No doubt about it, dude. They, that addition at wide receiver is really going to help because their their off their passing game has really been the one thing that you could point at as like a limitation there. All right, moving along, Casey. It is the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders, going to Houston to play the Texans in what is going to be an exciting football game at home. The Texans are favored by six and a half. Yeah, dude, we got to start showing a little love for Willie Brown. Um, passed away, the Raiders yep. legend there. Excellent. And even if you didn't know this guy, if you haven't been uh, watching football forever, you've seen that interception return in Super Bowl Eleven when he's just mm -hmm. trucking downfield and the helmet's all shaking there when he takes it. Um, 
into the end zone there. 16 year pro football Hall of Fame career. So RIP um, for Willie Brown there. But let's talk about these Raiders, dude. Um, no love with the schedule makers here, man. Five game roadie counting their home <laughs> game in London, dude. Right. So they it's were not... all right with that game, though. <laughs> yeah, all right. In retrospect. Um, but lots to be excited about here. Tons of young talent. Started with Josh Jacobs. This is the pick the Cowboys sent over in the Amari uh, Cooper deal. Um, that's back-to-back 100-yard rushing outings for him. Yeah. As, um, he Almost six yards a carry last week. He's passed Bo Jackson. You might have heard of this guy for the most rushing yards for a rookie through six games wow. uh, to start that's his okay. career there. So that's pretty good company. You mentioned this guy earlier in your fantasy go-back. Darren Waller, dude. This guy is a monster. Two touchdowns last week, went over 100 yards for the second time this season, um, seven receptions, 126 yards of two scores against the Packers. He passed another Hall of Famer, Tim Brown, for the most wow. receptions to start a um, career through six games for the Raiders. So, you know, it might take a little bit of time here for these Raiders, um, but there is a lot of talent there. They're not This talent's not translating into wins yet, but the struggle in the division and now the injury to Pat Mahomes, shoot, they could be right in this thing. If they could figure out a way to get this win against the Texans coming up, they host um, the Lions and the Chargers and the Bengals, three straight road games, and then at the Jets. So it could look a lot different in a month from now. Yeah, Coming out and beating these Texans would uh, really help them get where they want to go. But, man, uh, good luck with that, bro. Yeah, good luck with that indeed because this Texans team coming off a disappointing loss um, against the Indianapolis Colts, who was, I think, one of the top teams in the AFC. Yeah. And I do believe this Texans team is also one of the top teams in the AFC, and they're sitting at four and three, um, and at home, it's hard to think that they're going to drop two in a row. But you know the Ra- the way the Raiders have been playing, it's been very impressive. But let's talk about these um, Texans here. <clears throat> Deshaun Watson, dude, what can you say about this dude? You know, uh, obviously he can get it done, and I don't think like he's one of those guys like Russell Wilson that if you're if you're if your Texans team is behind by a score and it's late, I feel like he's going to get that game. He's yeah. gonna he's going to really. He's the guy, the difference maker that makes his team win. And um, when I look at the uh, Texans, I think of a nice tandem at running back with Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, and DeAndre Hopkins, virtually an unstoppable receiver, one of the top receivers in the NFL, nine catches, 100-plus yards in TD just last week. Kenny Stills there hasn't fully emerged, but 105 yards last week, so maybe he's finding his spot as um, that other guy uh, across the Hopkins, which is what they've been looking for. It was a flash at a Fuller a couple of weeks ago, the, the week I had him on my fantasy bench and since then he's done nothing can't stay healthy dude right so exactly and he's a he's a he's a speed burner and uh but he just hasn't okay that's as simple as that he can't stay healthy on the other side of they have a great defense obviously led by jj watt uh whitley whitney merciless too and they recently acquired um gary and conley from uh, the the uh, Raiders, who was a, a first round draft pick, so uh, a disappointment for the Raiders. But maybe a new uh, scenery here and a different scheme or whatever uh, gets this guy in a situation. I don't know how quickly he could acclimate, but the guy has talent. There's no question about that. He was it wasn't a complete miss for the Raiders, uh, but they had you know they had to move him. And the Texas one man's trash is another man's treasure. So we'll see how these guys are looking. But at home, this Houston Texas Texans team coming 
coming off that disappointing loss, this is going to be maybe the game of the week right here if the Raiders show up. It's going to be fun. All right, Dave, up next, this looked like the sexiest game on the schedule before last Thursday. Still going to watch the hell out of it, dude. It's the Green Bay Packers at the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's got the Chiefs at four-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm not sure I'm buying that, dude. Put your money somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, I like this Packers team coming into Kansas City. Obviously, a very, very difficult place to play where there's just a sea of red. But Packers coming off of another AFC West win in their uh, – uh, beating the Raiders last week, and they really got it going last week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers putting on a pretty good show with 429 yards and five touchdowns. Plus, oh, he ran one in two, so make it six. That was 158.3 passer rating. It's perfect. I guess he didn't even have an incomplete, Casey. I guess that's how you get a perfect rating. Anyways, um, amazing performance by Rodgers, and he lit it up. And basically – it was it was just way too much for the Raiders. If he can pull anything like that against his Chiefs team, uh, I don't see them being able to stay up with that. But um, Aaron Jones running the ball well. Jamal Williams also uh, the other running back there that's really producing. And um, we'll see Devonte Adams. Obviously, he's been banged up, so we'll see what kind of productivity or you know if he's what kind of availability he has. Uh, Jimmy Graham has come along right and. Um, you know, mate sort of gotten more acclimated to this offense. And uh, obviously they've got a handful of other weapons there, but it's been the defense really for these Packers this year. That's been the difference um, that, that these guys that they acquired in the off season, the Smiths, Preston Smith and uh, uh, Zadarius Smith, both of the guys really getting after the quarterback, really making plays defensively. And that's been the difference really being able to get out there with a the defense and then, just come up big somehow, you know. So it's yeah. been exciting. It's been it's been a little bit different flavor for Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, the transition to the Matt Lafleur offense not perfectly smooth, but guess what? Looks like it's kind of dialing in now. So good luck, Kansas City. Actually, not. I'm kind of rooting for that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Case? You know, the Chiefs pretty bummed out. Obviously, losing Pat Mahomes. Um, but at least they won that game last week. So that's a bright light or shining spot you can take away from that. Um, and they have a few extra days to get ready for this. So I guess that's something else positive too. Um, Chiefs got nine players with at least a hundred yards receiving on the season so far. So maybe Moore's, Matt Moore's worked with some of those cats um, during the season when he had some backup reps. So maybe he can find a little chemistry with those guys. But That's he did point. get acquainted with the healthy Tyree Kill on Thursday night. They hit for a huge TD. So he's got plenty of weapons to help carry him there. Shady McCoy, the leading rusher there, I don't think anybody thought that going into this season. They got to get more out of Damian Williams, who really came on at the end of last year. Yeah. Um, but Shady... Is still doing it with the best of them. But last week, dude, the defense was outstanding. After an opening drive uh, for a touchdown from the Broncos, they didn't hit the end zone again. And I'm not sure if it was just the Broncos or if this defense is actually turning a corner, dude. Nine sacks last week, only gave up 71 Jeez. yards rushing. And then you throw in a defensive score by Reggie Ragland. So they might need this defense to carry them until they can get Pat back. And looking ahead, man, this is obviously a tough game, but if they can get past this four-game stretch where they're hosting the Pack, hosting the Vikes, then at the Titans, and then at 
your Chargers, which is will kind of be a home game for the Chiefs anyways. Sure. They could go into the bye, you know, two and two, feeling pretty good about things. And hopefully Pat Mahomes is back for then and say three to five weeks, best case scenario, he could come back before then. I'm not sure I believe that. But just four games there, if they could split them, I think the Chiefs will feel pretty good uh, moving into that bye week. That's if they're going to get Pat Mahomes back. And Dave, that is a big if. That is a big if right now. It's a lot of hope going on. But like you said, if they can just kind of hang around, it doesn't look like the way the Chargers are the direction that they're going or the Broncos. So it's sort of shaping. I mean, the Chargers have dug themselves holes before um, and gotten a little bit out of them. But this is, I mean, looks like the Chiefs are out in front there. And if they can just kind of just status quo it just kind of break yeah. even a little bit here then they'll really don't have to worry about the raiders you know yeah five so, or six more wins should get them into the playoffs totally i mean sitting right there where they are at, you know five and two geez i mean gosh yeah 10 wins should do it so all right man that is some action in the nfl man those are some awesome football games obviously a couple more out there that are oh we're exciting. not going to talk about the awesome monday night matchup Oh, you, what are we talking about? The Dolphins? Uh, Steelers? Steelers, yeah. Hey, I was talking about that. We, 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 we touched on the primetime, uh, mind-blowing primetime action that we've been dealing with this year, Casey. Um, I even say, you know what? This is the NFL. What this is going to be is like a fourth down, 10 seconds left, one-point game. <laughs> this is going to be the best one. Uh, right? One can hope, brother. Um, one can hope. All right, man. That is going to do it for uh, the Trend Zone here. And obviously so many different ways, Casey, that the people out there can get their hands on the Football Dudes material. We're available to subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or Stitcher. Check out us on our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And, of course, I strongly recommend go to footballdudes.com. Check out what you got there. See the Twitter gallery while you're there. And enjoy the NFL action. That's going to do it for this episode of the Trend Zone. We are out of here.